godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. What's good, everybody? Saints, saints, and everybody in between. Welcome to Commuter's Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. My goal is to help you to stay spiritually fed through your communion with Christ, even if you had to stop by the drive-thru. My name is Terrence Moore at Rhythm and Redemption on social media. And today, what's on the menu? He saw the best in me. I hope you all have been encouraged recently by some Marvin Sapp, some Fred Hammond, some Donnie McClurkin. It's so important to let worship regularly uplift your spirit and eyes to God. Recently, as I was listening to this song in particular, the Lord deepened my takeaways from this song with some thoughts. These thoughts are going to be the main focus of today's episode, and that's this. He saw the best in you, but he also saw the worst in you and decided to yet give you his best. To go into that, our biblical focus for today is going to be on Romans 5, verses 6-8, through 8, and it reads, But while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I went to this verse because it feels easy, maybe even natural, to think of God loving and redeeming us when he sees the best of us. We might even think that we've given God some good reason to even do so. But this passage reminds us that God himself supplied the main and only reason for his love to us. This verse, it even kind of goes through a process of elimination, right? Like, so it's like, righteous person? Mm, nah, that's not you. Well, maybe you're a good person, perhaps. And it's like, actually, no, but while you were sinners, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That's when Christ died for us. And it's just as clearly as he saw the best in us, he also saw the worst in us, us as sinners, us as just, um, backstabbers, us as liars, thieves, murderers, like all the things that happened in our heart and decided to die for us, to give us his best, his son. And so to really break down a few reasons about why that's something of hope, why that's something that should encourage us, I'll leave you with a couple of uh, thoughts. First point is that God seeing the worst of us emphasizes how gracious and giving good news of the gospel is what it really hinges on what I mean by that is if at the end of the day the thing that you're most thankful about is God looking at you and seeing reason why he should accept you and love you that means you're probably missing the point when God sees us he indeed sees all of us the good, the bad, and the ugly but if he's holy, perfect righteous The ugly parts and the bad parts are incompatible with who he is. The only thing that he could do that could still allow him to be perfectly just 
yet also loving to people who aren't, is to sacrifice himself so that he can count those who are unjust as righteous. God saw the unworthy parts of us, yet decided to give his perfect son so that we can be counted and seen as righteous, just as his son was. There's nothing that I can brag upon, nothing that I can say, oh Lord, remember when I did that in 12th, in 12th grade for old girl over there? Like, that was nice. What? None of that stuff matters. The Gospels and the Bible says that our righteous deeds are like filthy rags to God, meaning he's so perfect. Even the things that we can say might balance out X, Y, and Z, it don't amount, it don't account, it don't add up to be anything that could overrule our progress support our report card to help us to pass it was a pass fail test and our sin completely messed it up the only thing that could work is god saying throw that away throw your test away your scantron is completely jacked you need me to give you a whole new a whole new outlook a whole new credentials and those credentials were my son and that message that emphasis is completely built on grace completely built on a decision that god made to give you him to give you his best based on what he decided to do not based on anything related to you and the fact that he didn't have to compromise his holiness he didn't have to overlook your faults he didn't have to look at you and then ask God to ignore what he saw he can do that and still be holy is a miracle it's the biggest miracle that me you will ever encounter and it's why the grace of the gospel is such a fountain of life because it'll never run out there was never anything that you brought to fill up that pool and so there'll never be anything that you can do that would drain it of its power second point if he saw the best in you but also the worst he had decided to give you his best we can really know how undeniable his love is how unconditional his love is so you know it's one thing to look at something that's okay and say, mm, I can work with that. It's another thing to look at something that's even good and partially good and say it has room to grow. I can see its potential. It's another thing to look at something that is sinful in its entirety. And what verse 8 tells us, verse 8 tells us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So, <laughs> it, like as I mentioned earlier, it goes through this process of elimination where it says, no, you weren't righteous. Even if you were perhaps good, like maybe one could die for you, but you weren't even that. You were still sinners. And it lets us know, even before it says that part, that God shows us his love for us in that fact. He chose to do that while we were still sinners. You know I'm saying, I don't know if you ever been in the store and like seeing something that was blemished, had a stain on it, like whatever, um, but maybe it was the last one you still wanted it. <laughs> I know I'm not trying to pay full price for that. When it comes to God, he said, I'm going to pay full price for you, even though I've seen all your stains, all your brokenness, all your defects. Um, and that's something that that's something that's just entirely mind blowing. If I can go back to verse eight, it says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's just reflecting again, like just of how grand his love is. 
he saw all the things that we want to hide, all the things that we can try to distract him to say like, oh, but look at this that I also did to balance it out. There's no balance when it comes to righteousness. Either you're perfectly just and right as God was, as Jesus was when he walked the earth, or you're not. And God saw that and said, yet and still, I'm going to give myself for them so that they can be mine. So, you know, for some of us, for some of uh, our listeners that might be, this verse might be hitting you maybe for the first time, for real, for real. Let that guide you into what it really means for Christ to pay for, to pay for, pay the price for you to be loved, for you to be his. Perhaps we're letting a little bit of our own pride, a little bit of our own works get in the way of how we see um, ourselves before God. And so in that case, let this be um, humbling. Let this be a reminder that again, God himself supplied the main and only reason for his love to us. So with that, to reiterate the main point, yes, Christ saw the best in you, but he also saw the worst in you. He had decided to give you his best. So with that, let me also just pack up a couple of to-go plates. As you know, each episode, I have a few thoughts that I'll leave you with. I'll wrap them up and put them on a to-go plate for you to take out and then develop that more with God. Those are our to-go plates each episode. So for this episode, the first to-go plate is this. When you think about your relationship with God, the dynamics in which that characterize how you relate to Him, do you secretly give yourself too much credit for how God loves you? Second item, second question for you to think about. Can you stand to give God more credit for him loving you, considering your mess, considering that he died for you while you were yet sinners? He died for the worst of you. He saw the best, the worst, everything in between. So I pray that's something that just stimulates yeah, humility, something that stimulates just um, a reality in you that, that draws you to your knees at the foot of the cross, understanding how much mercy and grace was extended, really, for somebody that was not only... Um, have potential for the kingdom but somebody who um, in God's court was guilty, a sinner, not righteous not a good person so I pray that that's something that has good fruit in your life, I pray that that's something that God takes and makes um, yeah, just valuable and just uh, fertile soil in your spirit I pray that that travels with you and that more importantly that in the same way that God chose to uh, give himself for you that he chooses also to just, um, yeah, bless that word. As always, this has been Commuters Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. Don't forget to subscribe, review on your favorite podcast player, share, fix a plate for somebody else, send it to them. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Rhythm of Redemption uh, to be in the loop for the next time an episode drops. And as always, stay fed.